0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Happy Amblin Retrospective, the retrospective series looking back at the works of Steven Spielberg and Adam Sandler. This week we're talking about Mr. Deeds. The remake of the Frank Capra film "Mr. Deeds Goes to Town." I'm your host Diego Crespo. With me today, you know, is Diego Ringo.
1: Yes, that's me. Until you said it out loud, I didn't realize that Adam Sandler really did remake a Frank Capra film.
0: Yeah, it. Uh, I I never knew until we started doing this retrospective. So, yeah, a <laughs> you little, didn't know. A little you didn't... weird. <laughs>
1: You didn't know uh, that... Did you not know of this movie, or did you not um, know I that... I just
0: never put them together. Like, I knew of Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, but, like, I didn't even watch it mm-hmm. until, um, like, we discovered that, like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is a remake. And so I, uh, I I just watched it for the first time, and I have it on in the background with no volume as we're <laughs> discussing it. Um, I, I mean, I have Mr. Deeds Goes to Town on in the background, not not the Adam Sandler film Mr. Deeds the 2002 mm. american comedies directed by Stephen Brill, the uh, uh he just did little nicky of adam sandler what were you going to say
1: i said he just did little nicky mhm
0: mm-hmm. um, the uh, he, director of heavyweights
1: film. the movie i defended even though i haven't seen it in like 5 years so maybe it really doesn't hold up
0: maybe uh this one's also written by tim tim hurley mm-hmm. uh Oh, uh, stacked cast as always, I was talking to you before the show, like, I could not believe the people that keep popping up in these fucking things, Uh, Winona Ryder, who I'm a huge fan of, Peter Gallagher, Jared Harris, one of, like, the great actors of today.
1: You know what, here's, I gotta go through something, I was watching this, and I watched the whole movie, Mr. Deeds, and then the end credits started playing, and I was like, holy shit, that was Jared Harris. Yeah. <laughs> like, it didn't hit me while I was watching it. Um, but suddenly it was like, oh, holy shit.
0: Yep. Uh, oh, and of course, uh, John Turturro. My neighbor, John Turturro. <laughs> <laughs> um, who I actually like a lot in this.
1: Yeah, John Tuturo's always kind of going for it. He'll become. He's in, is this like
0: five Transformers films? And he's always like, "Oh, that's nice." Like, I'm glad he's getting a paycheck.
1: Yeah, but his character in that is like the most insane guy.
0: Oh yeah, like, look, Transformers Two is straight up one of the worst films ever made. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. there's getting around that. But there are brief moments with like his character in particular that I'm just like, "Why is this making me laugh?"
1: Is like, that the one I... where you see his ass?
0: Oh yeah, that's not funny. But later. When it's just like him and this random dude who's never brought up in those films again because like nothing matters in those, he's like driving around as a distraction. He's like one man alone, betrayed by the country he loves, and he's playing that character on like a level of self-parody and self-loathing that is just honestly kind of incredible.
1: <laughs> is that the one where he goes on Bill O'Reilly in the beginning?
0: Oh, okay, that I don't remember. I'm pretty I remember, sure that might be three. That might be the Chicago one.
1: Yeah, I remember one of them, he's like, he's got a book, and he's promoting it on Bill O'Reilly. And he's like, you want to know I'm... the truth? Buy my book. <laughs> Which, all right, hold up. Before we get into Mr. Deeds, let's go on, the, yeah. on one of our tangents. Uh, Transformers... One of the main things about those, like, early films is that the Transformers are, like, a secret. Like, the government manages to cover up all the Transformer activity.
0: Yeah, for a movie and a half. Let yeah. Let's be clear. I know my Transformers canon.
1: I don't know. I, I walked out of 2, and I never saw anything else after that, like, in its totality. Uh, um. You
0: would not be missing out. <laughs> you, yeah. you would not enjoy
1: probably I, I I made that judgment for myself
0: yeah good good call for you I feel
1: like I've seen all the best moments like in clips on YouTube that's
0: yeah, kind of how you have to do those if you can't like I could not sit through five in the theater but I did watch it at home and I was like oh yeah I got a kick out of just like the billions of dollars they spent to like for a crazy man's tech demo Well, mm-hmm. like if I saw that in a theater I know I would have hated it yeah, because you just trapped there.
1: <laughs> I'm not willing to go out. I'm not willing to call him a tech demo, though. That's that's your comment. I'm not endorsing that. <laughs> but there's a shot. I think it's in the third one because I think they played it in the trailers a lot. Where it was like a bunch of like paratroopers jumping out of a helicopter while like other helicopters are crashing around them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's
1: like holy shit, that's a great shot. And then like like it's one of those things where I would see previews for those movies and there'd be like something that looked really cool and I'd be like. I have to remind myself that there's no good movie around that. <laughs> and it's just like, just thinking about the waste, you know? Uh-huh. Like, that shot would be like the climactic shot of any other movie. And the problem with Michael Bay is every shot is that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't know how to differentiate it. And like, so for me, someone who loves like, just guzzling garbage, I'm I'm just like, fill me up, baby. But fill like... me
1: up, baby. Diego <laughs> Crespo. <laughs> Yeah, but, that's uh, um, that's. Yeah, I want I, that I, out I, of context. <laughs> <laughs> I want that just. <laughs> there you go. Um.
0: <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, so because Mister Dean's on in the background, there's <clears throat> I forget which actor this is, but one of the dudes. I will put a screenshot and share it with the episode on YouTube or like on Twitter. He looks like one of the henchmen from the Last Boy Scout, who's also the projectionist from the 80s blob oh yeah
1: you're right that one guy did look like that yeah what, yeah. what is that do you know I don't know his name
0: okay yeah uh. he dies really badly in those two movies and not in Mr. Deeds
1: <laughs> does he die in Last Boy Scout what happens to him in that
0: uh, he's one of the henchmen who dies in the shootout in the forest I think
1: oh okay I don't know. it's
0: very it's, it's one of those ones where it's like okay it's unclear who's who at this point
1: cause he's in the scene where he, he punches the guy in the nose and kills him yeah. Um, but he is not the one who gets punched in the nose.
0: Milo warned us to watch out for this guy. It's a great movie.
1: Great movie. Taylor, uh, Taylor Negron is like the scummiest villain ever.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Taylor Negron's character. Uh, what the fuck? Milo. Milo. Yeah. I just fucking said his name. Milo should be a villain in Mr. Deeds.
1: Oh, my God. That's what this movie Oh, is. no. That would be
0: horrifying. Never mind. <laughs> No, that changes the tone of the movie. We, we really wow. were
1: robbed of the uh, Shane Black, Tony Scott, Adam Sandler team up.
0: Fuck.
1: You know, it could have oh worked. God. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, I want
0: Adam Sandler to be in an action movie again.
1: Yeah, you could do it. Um, but he's got. it's got to be a very specific type of character.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, but, your Shane Black idea, that's, like, perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we'll uh, see if Shane Black ever gets to make another movie again.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. He's supposed to do something for Netflix called like Cold Soldier or something like that. Mm. And he's he's had it in development for like twelve years at this point. Like that With was Netflix. Be he followed up <laughs> Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, like that okay. was gonna be his follow up to that, and then uh, it took forever because it's like, his original idea. So someone
1: just let him make a sequel to one of his goddamn movies. Because like, all his movies end There's no end reason Netflix shouldn't buy the rights for the nice guys. Yeah. Well, who produced the nice guys? Because that guy is one of those dudes that, like, won't let go of rights, even though... Uh,
0: Joel, Joel Silver.
1: Oh, yes. Good old Joel yeah. Silver.
0: Yeah. But, but they work together on, like, almost everything, except for, like, The Predator and Iron Man 3. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and I think The Long Kiss Goodnight. It's, like, only a handful of stuff that they didn't, like work on together I just I don't know I don't know what the I guess they just worked well enough together
1: yeah sometimes you know? the, sometimes there's very good director producer relationships mm-hmm. and sometimes but... there are the worst kind of relationships <laughs> um, um
0: speaking of to bring it back I got <laughs> I,
1: I know how to bring it back okay, okay. um Later in the series, we're going to be talking about um, James L. Brooks. We're not there yet, because the director of Spanglish, uh, who also directed... Um, I think everyone knows him for, like, Broadcast News and As Good As It Gets. Have you seen either of those two movies? I have not. Should I? Oh, well, before we do Spanglish, you should at least watch Broadcast News just so I can be like, look, this guy used to make good movies. Aww. <laughs> um, you just need you need to see... because. We'll get to it, but, like, Spanglish is like if broadcast news just didn't work. So you need to see it working to understand what he was going for.
0: (laughs) Okay, some might say that Mr. Deeds is that version of Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Would you agree?
1: What the fuck are you saying? I was making a point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know, but I was trying to get us directly to the film. Yeah,
1: I'm getting back to it. Jesus Christ. Okay, 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 fucking Listen, I was making, I didn't even finish what I was saying. And I, I was thought you were just, done. no when what? Okay. Why would I bring up James L. Brooks? I don't know why.
0: I have no idea. Just go.
1: anyway, James L. Brooks' his follow-up to Broadcast News um, is a movie called "I'll Do Anything," which no one remembers. And "I'll Do Anything" is kind of infamous where it was filmed as a musical. And then the test screenings were so negative, they went back and took all the musical numbers out. (laughs) And then just released it as a movie, and from what I've heard, neither version works. Um, but I bring it up because I, if I remember correctly because it's it not only is it a musical it's also like a coming of age film it's also a relationship drama, comedy it's also a satire of Hollywood which you know we just don't get enough of those these days <laughs> um, and one of the characters in it um, played by Albert Brooks I think they start talking about movie projects that he's working on and I believe there's a joke in it where it's like we're gonna remake Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, but as like a shitty comedy. <laughs> and like less than ten years later that actually happened. Wow. So yeah. That's why this is why Hollywood satire doesn't work. Because <laughs> it's, it's just it's weird. it's so much more ridiculous <laughs> than you can actually make it like So that was my point.
0: Alright, well, would you say Mr. Deeds is a shitty comedy?
1: Um right. this is a hard one for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I try to play good cop on this series. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that I think that this movie's going for something. It's trying to take Adam Sandler in a different direction than he's been in. Um, it's definitely trying to lean into the warm-hearted stuff, which we haven't seen him do since The Wedding Singer. And I think it's, like, fine, but it's also, like, just not that interesting. And it's one of those movies where it would work more if they just pulled, like, a handful of the jokes out. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. But even then, it wouldn't be, like, a great movie. It's just, like, some of the jokes are, like, real stinkers. And then others are, like, passable. But it's also, like, maybe his cheapest-looking movie to date, other than Going Overboard.
0: Yeah, that one's always the asterisk. I think we can, like, remove that one from the equation, generally, just because, like, it was made for, like, $5. Well,
1: in uh, his recent acceptance speech at the Independent Spirit Awards, he referred to Billy Madison as his first movie.
0: That's, wow, I forgot, yeah.
1: Well, I think be, I brought up on that episode that, like, on his old website, he wouldn't even list Going Overboard as a film he was in. <laughs> so I think he's, that's, like, the old shame.
0: He's done worse movies. <laughs> um,
1: but, like, alright, so here's the thing. I'm the good cop. I tend to come out of these movies going, like, eh, oh, they were alright, even when they very much are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did you think?
0: Uh, I don't think you have to worry about being good cop this time. Um, I don't. I don't even really like this movie, but I enjoyed it. Okay. I, I found it far more enjoyable than some recent episodes we've had. Okay. Uh, the cast really helps. I mean, he he's always working again, like with really talented people. For some reason, uh, I totally agree. It looks very cheap, though. Um, let me see. What did it cost Here's... to make? Fifty million dollars. It looks like it was made for five million dollars.
1: Yeah, it's this is the beginning <laughs> of like why did these movies cost this much money?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it made a profit. It made one hundred and seventy-one point three million dollars. So yeah. like it did it did fairly well for the budget. Well,
1: which and this did is, not
0: need to be that high.
1: <laughs> you know, this is his follow up. This is um one of the Happy Madison films, and this is follow up to Little Nicky, which is like his only bomb at this point. And he's done like they. Happy Madison's produced like the Animal, which I think like broke even, but wasn't like a huge hit. And I remember Joe Dirt trailers and... for that movie. What?
0: I remember trailers for that movie, and just like that.
1: Have you ever seen the Animal? Um. No, I've seen exactly one scene from the Animal, and it's a scene involving Norm Macdonald. Okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. It'll
1: actually make you laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's, it's a pretty... Just look up Norm Macdonald and the animal. And it's, like, the only good scene in the movie. All right, all right. Um, and then the other movie they did, um, produced, was Joe Dirt. So he's like, this is, like, the beginning of producing movies for all his friends. Which, Joe Dirt's become, like, a cult classic, but I've never seen Joe Dirt.
0: I remember watching it on Comedy Central. So, like, that's not... Even like like even though you're grading on a curve because it's one of those comedies that they like radically edit for, like uh for cable you know and unless uh-huh. you're like watching it on Showtime or HBO, it tends to fuck up like the flow of the movie. Like I know some people watch Super Bad for the first time on FX. and I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> like that would that that probably fucked up the movie a lot because a lot of people that saw it like that did not like it. Uh, so I have seen Joe Dirt, but I was not a fan of it. But okay. I've never seen it, like, in full, so...
1: All I know is that there's a scene in Joe Dirt... Is not like, Christopher Walken in it?
0: Yeah, he, I think he's, like... I, I'm like probably a... so wrong on this, because I saw it in high school on Comedy Central. I think Christopher Walken's his dad. Someone's okay. going to comment and say, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I, that's what I remember. Okay. So, I could be wrong. I just,
1: I just remember there's a scene in it where Christopher Walken threatens some I think Kid Rock he threatens to stab Chris Rock in the face with a soldering iron oh no I remember that went around it was like there was you know there was that time where everyone was like ah Walken's the best <laughs> i like you know I'm not I'm not exactly against that <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, well speaking of getting stabbed Adam Sandler gets stabbed in the foot in this oh yeah it's this one doesn't have the weirdness of other Adam Sandler films, especially yeah, that coming was, off Little Nicky. That was the but, point uh, I was
1: going to make, where it was like, because I, I defended Little Nicky much to your um, anger and frustration. <laughs> and, like, here's the thing, and I know you're going to definitely disagree, I enjoyed Mr. Deeds about as much as I enjoyed Little Nicky. <laughs> um, I definitely wasn't, like, there. there's definitely not, like, as many, like, awful moments in Mr. Deeds <laughs> um, but it's that thing where it's like Mr. Deeds is more boring and generic with occasional moments of levity and then Little Nikki is just fucking like out of control like tons of miscalculations mm-hmm. that like the unfunniness of Little Nicky started to become funny for me when I watched it
0: yeah no I, I but, totally get that you know
1: and, but Mr. Deeds was kind of like, you know, there's moments, definitely, but um, nothing to write home about.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's the difference between like a genuinely like awful film and something that you just kind of like, yeah, I'll forget about it in about a day.
1: <laughs> you know what? Here's a here's a weird comparison. Remember Cop Out? Barely. Did you see Cop Out?
0: Sean William Scott falls out of a tree in that one, right?
1: Yeah, I think he, he dies. <laughs> like, okay. Sean Williams, okay. He dies, uh, but he also... That's the Kevin Smith
0: one. He worked yeah, with, with Bruce Willis on. Okay, and, okay.
1: And that was the one that got, like, one star. He had, like, a terrible experience with Bruce Willis, who, like, sleepwalks through the whole movie. <laughs> and then, like, that was, I think, when Kevin Smith went, like, on his whole campaign where he was, like, anti-film critic. Oh, okay, uh, okay. That, like, started that. Um, And I saw that in theaters. Even after, like... It was one of those things where it was like, my dad wants to go to a movie this weekend. What's playing? We'll go see Cop Out. And I saw it, and I just kind of watched, and I was like, you know, that was fine. Like, there wasn't really anything offensive in it. And there were a couple moments that made me laugh. And I kind of... Like, I didn't really understand the, like... Like, the critical, like, skewering it was getting... Like, I definitely wouldn't call it a good movie, but it wasn't, like, awful, and I, I kind of feel the same way about Mr. Deeds.
0: Alright, alright. I think the the niceness of, like, the story, generally, there, like all Adam Sandler stuff, it's it, it does lean a little conservative in mm-hmm. its presentation, but there's, like, a warmth to this one where it counted for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how I like my Adam Sandler. That's what I'm discovering going through this. I like my, I like my huggable Adam Sandler.
1: All right, I
0: like my nice guy Adam. Well, Sandler. Well, this is
1: definitely the era of likable Adam Sandler, um, mm-hmm. which will later we will get unlikable Adam Sandler to mixed results.
0: Yeah, I, uh, let me let me just say, I think we both made it clear that uh, recent events have also shown a different side of Adam Sandler that I also appreciate. I do not require Adam Sandler to be a nice guy to be an interesting performer. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave it at that for now.
1: Okay. But maybe we should say what the setup of this fucking movie is.
0: Oh yeah, we're like 20 minutes in. Uh, a billionaire dies while climbing Mount Everest. Preston Blake. Preston Mul- Blake.
1: Billionaire Preston Blake.
0: Dies while climbing Mount Everest. And they can't find an heir for his like behemoth
1: fortune. I think they say he's worth forty billion dollars.
0: Holy fuck!
1: And um, which is that's a lot of money. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's literally like more money than God.
1: Hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that's because I was. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, say I'll it, say it. Say it. No, no. I was just gonna do like a really rude like. That's because there is no God. <laughs> 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 I was like, that's not funny.
0: <laughs> um, but didn't yeah. the Pope
1: didn't the Pope go to visit people that were like suffering from the coronavirus? And now the Pope is sick. I what I heard don't, I don't I that through the grapevine.
0: Oh wow, <laughs> that could that be would...
1: bullshit. But oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: you know. But yeah, they they can't find an heir for the fortune, and then after like a, a search, they discover uh, that he has a like a, a grand. Not grandson, grandnephew, right? The
1: grandnephew, like a like a twice removed or some shit. They, they don't really bother to explain the exact relation. It's just the only living he's the only living heir, and that's Longfellow Deeds. Played mm. by Adam Sandler.
0: And uh he, he's a he's a humble dude uh from a place called Mandrake Falls, mm-hmm. uh, New Hampshire. It, I do not know if that's a real place, but he, uh, he loves writing greeting cards and selling them to Hallmark, or, or trying to sell them to Hallmark. And uh, he, he's just, like, a, a, a nice dude. He's not down his luck in this one. I think he owns, like, a, like a pizza place, and like a pizza parlor in this yeah, one, he's, right?
1: a, he's, like, a humble guy, which is very odd for Adam Sandler to play, frankly. hmm And uh, he's a humble guy. He just does... He just, you know... This is where we get... Um, Kind of like, I wouldn't even call it conservative, but like, middle America. Of like, you know, the best people in this country are people that just show up and do their jobs and are happy. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, That's kind of the myth of, I guess, the middle America dream. Because there's kind of like this weird thing where the American dream is that, like, anyone can make their fortune and become somebody in this country. But, like, most people, I think, understand that that doesn't happen.
0: I, I would say that at the time of this release, probably less people understood that. I think now more than ever, especially with, like, the election looming in front of I, us, I guess, I think but now I, we're, like, breaking barriers with that. I guess.
1: I think we're now just being more overt about it. Um, I think we're just being more overt about how actually accumulating wealth is not a good thing, which is the this discussion we haven't really had for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but middle America kind of always has this attitude of, like, you know, it's not about becoming the richest person. It's just, you know, being a, a kind and dutiful person. Um, which is why I think his movies kind of appeal to, like, the heartland and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it, it's... I, I don't know. I just find, like, comfort in this, like story. It is it is complete like nonsense and not even like that exciting nonsense, but I'm like, yeah, if it's on cable, I'd probably check it out again, you know.
1: Well, it's a fun but, uh, setup, and then this is definitely a movie where both versions of this film are very much movies about like the city folk versus like rural America. You yeah, know? yeah, and like Which is, uh where I think the messaging in both movies kind of gets problematic. Because it kind of does that weird thing where it's like, it it tries to act like there aren't as many working-class people in the city, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, cities tend to be home to, like, a lot of immigrants, and they tend to be more diverse. And they say, like, the reasons why cities tend to be more liberal is just because they're more diverse locations. And these movies kind of paint cities as being like, oh, well, the elitists live in the city, and then the real Americans live out um, in Mandrake Falls. Although they never they never make it like that. They're never that overt with it. And I actually am willing, I have a feeling, because it's more overt in Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, and I feel like they might have trimmed it back in this film because this movie was shot before the September 11th attacks. And I feel like they might have wanted to, like, ease up on, the, like, being down on New York City, you know? Uh-huh. In fact, there's a scene when he's flying to the city, I think there's, um, there's ADR of Adam Sandler screaming, like, the greatest city in the world, which was, like, the attitude of, like, you know, late 2001, mid-2002. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, just look at, like, Raimi's Spider-Man, you know? You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us! Yeah,
1: it's it's that exact <laughs> same thing. Where it's like, you know, New York city, city suddenly went from, like, the cesspool of the country. Which it very much, like, wasn't, but that was, like, just the general idea to then, like, no, nah, greatest city in the world! And my dad, when my dad, um... You remember the movie Deep Impact? I do. Um, my dad said that when he saw that in theaters... When the tidal wave hits New York City, the audience cheered. Wow. So. And that was
0: only like a year or two before 9-11, right? I was like 94, 95. Oh, what the, oh, I'm thinking Armageddon.
1: Armageddon, yeah. Well, no, it's same year, so maybe I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, oh, okay, Uh, so yeah, Armageddon was 98.
1: Okay. Because they were like that, they were the classic like dueling movies thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Where, and, like, Deep Armageddon, Impact... Deep Impact. Yeah, and, like, Deep Impact was the Spielberg-produced one. And I think Armageddon, like, beating it is kind of what got Spielberg to be, like, I want to be in the Michael Bay business, which <laughs> I think he would come to regret. <laughs> yeah.
0: I wouldn't... I'm a, I'm a Bay fan, and even I'm, like, I don't know which one I recommend more of those, uh... <laughs> Not to get into a whole other bay thing, but Well that
1: I, I could do a whole thing on Deep Impact versus Armageddon. <laughs> and but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> well Deep Impact I believe was directed by a woman.
0: Yeah. Oh shit, hang on. I'm just gonna shout her out really quick. Was it?
1: We're racing to No. Mimi Leader. Oh, yes. She did Pay It Forward. I don't know what else she did. She did The Peacemaker, which is fine, and then Pay It Forward, which is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, speaking of films we we watched in middle school, which is not what we were talking about. Oh, did they make
1: you watch Pay It Forward, too? Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was one of my favorite teachers ever. To this day, saint of a man, absolute saint of a man and in the back room this was actually high school of uh cuz he he was teach he was a religious teacher i went to a religious uh, private all boys school uh and in the back there were two posters to teach us morality for two of his favorite films one of them was christopher nolan's the dark knight
1: mm-hmm. the other one was paid forward oh god
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that that's unwatchable
1: Like, look, I get this, like, that, I get the sentiment of, I, I, no, I don't, like, (laughs) fuck that
0: movie. Well, it tries to, like, monetize, um, fucking empathy.
1: (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, oh, this kid (laughs) helps three people, in exchange, you gotta help three people, and it's like that thing of, like, oh, that'll, like, exponentially expand until everyone's helping everyone. And it's like that doesn't, you know, that's a nice thing. Doesn't really change much.
0: I, I I think it's a it's a cynical approach of like, why don't we all just get along? You know, yeah. Like, it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It's just like,
1: it's just words. It's just nonsense. And mm. and and spoiler, fucking Haley Joel Osment gets stabbed in the last act of that film and dies because he's Jesus. I mean, good Christ, fuck that movie. (laughs) I'm sorry, they made us watch that in... I can't even remember why. Like, I don't remember what the reasoning for it was, but we watched it in middle school. And I'm, like, watching it, and it's like, good Lord, this is a piece of shit. But it's like, I get it. They're trying to teach us a lesson. And then the fucking kid gets stabbed. And it's like, what the fuck? You Uh, know
0: what... Pay it for not to get off Mr. D because I I am someone who's like no no I like the niceness of that story but Pay It Forward is like that cynical manipulative bullshit. It reminds me of Life Itself. It honestly does. Mm. I, I, th- I think we brought it up before. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That the same exact vibe. I I, I, got I haven't
1: seen Life Itself, but from what you I've heard, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's like one yeah. of these movies where like people who are not equipped to tackle social problems suddenly decide to like make a social movie. You know, yeah,
0: and it, it tends to be white people. They're always like, you know, we'll all just get along, and yeah, things mm. will be sad and bad. Well, that's but the it'll white. Be okay.
1: That's the white answer to everything. Mm-hmm. It's why can't we all just get? I mean, it's the it's the reason why so many of the people running right now are running on a campaign of we we shouldn't be so divisive. As if that's the biggest issue facing this country right now.
0: Yeah, I... I not to just get even further away from Mr. Deeds. No, keep like, going. Dig it. <laughs> like, uh, I've seen that criticism lobbied at the Raimi Spider-Mans, and we did bring it up as, like, kind of a uh, an important discussion point, too, especially with Spider-Man 2, where it's like, you know, thing, things are rough, but, you know, as long as you have each other. But those films are also, like interested in, like yeah, but those the films economic also struggles of those yeah characters. they don't
1: pull the punches on what the people are actually going through. Yeah, and know?
0: something like Pay It Forward or Life Itself absolutely or, or do. Crash.
1: Crash <laughs> is another one.
0: Oh fucking! I you know what? I found out a relative of mine's like, oh yeah, that's one of my favorite movies, and I had to like stop myself. I was like, no, yeah, no. no. This is a family member you care deeply about. It's just a movie. It doesn't mean anything about their personality or
1: their beliefs. I saw Crash <laughs> as a child. Like, I want to say I saw it around the same time I saw Pay It Forward. And, like, I didn't I didn't have the capacity to hate it at the time. But it was one of those movies where I was, like... I remember watching it and being, like... Like, having the mental, you know, faculties to be, like... Okay, this is a movie about race and racism... And then I'm like, wait, I even as a kid, I was like, th- that didn't really, like, what was, they didn't make a point about anything. <laughs> but, these are movies like, that's like, movies like Pay It Forward, movies like Crash, movies like Life Itself, they don't take place in any reality that has ever existed across the multiverse. <laughs> like, there's nothing functional in any of them. It's like they exist in a solid state universe, unlike
0: Mr. Deeds. Unlike Mr. Deeds, a a socialist manifesto.
1: Um, well, we'll get to that, I guess.
0: No, no, I I do not actually believe that, but Um, I think you could kind of draw lines about. Like, if you really bend over backwards and make some, like, Mr. Fantastic-level stretches, you could be like, no, this is a pretty progressive film by the end.
1: <laughs> I would... The... I, you know what? I would say the thing about this is where... This movie has a very different ending than Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. I'll just fucking skip to it. Fuck it. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah, yeah, whatever.
1: Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, Mr. Deeds, he tries to... If, correct me if I'm wrong. He tries to give his entire fortune away. And then all these people that are, like, kind of riding his coattails and, like, need his influence have him committed and say that, oh, he's insane. And mm-hmm. we're gonna put him on trial so we can take away control of his wealth. They just like, try to block him from giving away his money. Yeah. And that becomes the climax of the film. Here, they, they didn't do that anything, but they took another Capra film and they tried to do, like, a Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Except instead of Congress, it's, like, a bunch of billionaires. And investors and Mr. Deeds gives a rousing speech where he con- convinces all the billionaires to not um, sell a company that will put a bunch of people out of work, and instead, like, do the right thing. I guess.
0: <laughs> I can't get it's uh, uh, it's like for people who believe in moral capitalism.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's like it literally is the myth of the ethical billionaires. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it, it's basically going like, oh no, the wealth isn't the problem here. It's the problem is people being greedy. And it's also very... Have you ever seen Other People's Money? No. Um, Other People's Money, It's a Danny DeVito's in it.
0: Oh shit, um, well I gotta watch it now.
1: I don't know if you have to. I haven't seen it in forever. Um... It's it's DeVito and I think Gregory Peck is the other guy, and um, DeVito is a liquidator. It's like it's kind of like a Wall Street esque film, and he's like I think they even call him Larry the Liquidator, and he's coming in to like liquidate a company that like has a bunch of, um, you know I think it's like a I think it's a car manufacturer company, and there's a scene in it. It's actually, like, the only... It's a pretty good scene, but I think the movie kind of, like, wimps out on it, uh, where Gregory Peck, who owns the company, gives a speech where he's like, look, we're not... We don't make the most money, but we can make this company turn a profit. You know, there's a bunch of people's jobs online that we forget. He kind of gives very similar to what Mr. Deeds says and kind of wins over the stockbrokers. And then Danny DeVito gets up and gives another speech where he's like, hey, look, this is actually a good thing to liquidate this company because we're all going to make money that we can then invest back into the economy. <laughs> and, like, wins, like, the whole thing back. It's a very interesting moment. And the movie that I don't think really knows what it's doing with itself. <laughs> but it's also a movie that kind of goes like, you know, even, like, the ethical idea of capitalism just doesn't work. Like that, the other option is always going to be more lucrative, and and you can kind of convince yourself the more moral choice, which I I believe is what billionaires do. Yeah,
0: uh, I I would say part of the problem with both the Deeds films as well is kind of I mean we were we're talking about it with like the uh, the Heartland of America and Mr. Deeds goes to town specifically as something that's like. Oh, back back in the old days with, like, real Americans, you know, people that really yeah. fought for, like, the everyman. It's a very romanticized version of something that never existed. Well, it, it, does, it doesn't mean there's not things to fight for, obviously. Uh, just look around.
1: Well, it's but, interesting because um, that film came out in the middle of the Depression, so, like, it all has, like, a different meaning in that context. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it's just, it's interesting where, like, it does draw that harder line between city folk and country folk mm-hmm. and but it does end with more of a like people shouldn't be allowed to be that rich if other people are starving yeah which is an well, the which time,
0: is a, it's pretty radical
1: I don't I think at the time it was because that was at the era of like socialism was actually still like a disgust thing you know mm-hmm. I don't think that like socialism as a choice doesn't really die until like the Red Scare. I mean, I'm not saying that there weren't, like, you know, there's the anarchist bombings, and there were definitely people that reacted negatively to socialism in this country, but I think the Great Depression kind of, like, was one of those things that woke people up to be like, hey, let's try anything. Yeah. (laughs) And then after World War II, like, that, like, fucks it up, because then it's like, well, the Nazis called themselves socialists, so that's gonna fuck that word up forever, and then the other thing is communism, so if you can just call anything communism, you fuck it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's I, I, I think I brought this up on another episode maybe, or I was talking to you in private, I don't remember. Where I said that like the weird thing about the United States of America is that we all kind of agree that the social programs of the New Deal were a good thing. Now there's always like the Ann Coulters of the world that will be like, actually it made the Great Depression last longer. Which who fucking knows? But like we all kind of agree that like regardless of whether it not it ended the Great Depression, we all like the social programs that came out of the the Great De- of the New Deal. Mm-hmm. But the moment we started going post World War II, we started going like, hey, maybe we can give these benefits to black people as well. Was the moment we turned on all social programs in this country.
0: It, uh, I, I don't know you you probably hear this too from like assholes but um, the, the mentality and the dialogue about like well you know like if there's free college and free healthcare it becomes like a little less special for everyone mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard that but I've heard that from like an actual human being's mouth and I was like what the fuck are you talking about like that's that's literally insanity and like just evil I think it's also important to say that that kind of that that word, that wordage, that phrasing is straight up like evil. Yeah, and it's uh, like, and it's
1: that weird, banal evil where that person like has no idea like what they just said. Yeah, yeah. Like, the worst yeah, part exactly. is that person walked out of that room thinking they made a great point. Like, oh no, totally,
0: totally. Uh, I mean, I've, this brings up. Uh, oh, here,
1: go ahead. No, I've been around a lot of people that have said, very, you know, the other one that's going around now where it's like, hey, if we, if we take care of student debt what about all the people that paid off their loans and it's like what the, what the fuck yeah. it's 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 like i don't want to make an equation but it's like trying to be like it's not a, that's not a solution yeah. <laughs> you know and it's just it's basically going like we can't solve the problem because it hurt other people it's really going like if i went like hey, I don't want people to get free healthcare because I've been paying for my healthcare the whole time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that is also another common like part of the discussion, unfortunately. People are like, well, you know, I pulled myself up from my bootstraps Kind of dialogue
1: I think that's what people have convinced themselves it's about, but it's that real, the real thing is that we everyone in this country that isn't a multimillionaire really is a couple of steps away from just like a couple bad things away from like complete financial ruin. Mm-hmm. Like if you wreck your car, your water heater bursts and you end up in the hospital on the same week, you're fucking broke and that's not a great place to be and that and you know people that are in that realm even if they're making like you know 600,000 a year <laughs> like it's like the middle class is just fucked
0: yeah it, and, i think it's uh, like there's a lot of like studies about that right now where it's like yeah the middle class basically doesn't exist yeah anymore like, and i think <laughs>
1: You know, it's that thing where they, you know, the middle class doesn't really, can't really see that. It's a, it's that it's class warfare where they they basically keep the lower and middle class fighting each other, so none of us ask about the upper class. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, it's a, it's a fucking mess out there these days. I I, I feel like people are starting to wake up. But... I
0: I really do too. Uh, I stumbled across a quote from a a documentary TV film called Frank Capra's American dream. And I, I haven't seen it, but I believe it, it opens with a, a John Cassavetes quote uh, that, that was pulled from like old recordings and interviews uh, because the, the TV film was released in 97 Cassavetes died in the eighties. And the quote is maybe there really wasn't an America. Maybe it was only Frank Capra. And I think that kind of like, he, what he's saying, at least to me, is that like it it was like an ideal, like romanticized fantasy. Like all of this, like it 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 is captured on celluloid, but like that wasn't real. <laughs> like that was a, a creation. Um even if it's from a lot of talented people, like again, Frank Capra, It's a Wonderful Life, I do consider to be one of the greatest films ever made. Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, not so much, but it it is not it's not something tangible.
1: The only problem with "It's a Wonderful Life" is Mr. Potter must be killed. <laughs> like, there's no other way to end that movie correctly. Like, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've, I've never heard it put that way, but sure.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's my philosophy in life these days: is Mr. Potter must be killed. <laughs> Because not only is he a rich asshole, he steals the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's he's an awful person. You ever <laughs> see the uh, the fabled loss ending of It's a Wonderful Life? No. It's an SNL skit. It's Dana Carvey, oh. <laughs> and it's li- it's literally just the ending. But then at the very end, um, Uncle Henry was that? Is that it? Is Uncle Henry the dope who fucking loses the money? <laughs>
0: Wait, let me, let, me, let me make sure here.
1: Uh, well, it doesn't matter. Whoever it was, the Uncle, old... Uncle Billy? F- Uncle Billy, all right. <laughs> the old fuck who forgets where the money is and forgets what happened, um, played by Phil Hartman, is like, wait, I remember. It was Mr. Potter. And then they're all like, well, let's go get him. <laughs> and then they just go over, and it's John Lovitz as Mr. Potter, and they just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> It's so the, oh lo- the fabled lost ending. To it's a wonderful life. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so it's, it's a good one. Um, but I think you're right about there was only Frank Capra. back to the point you were making.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. There, there, there is no, there, there is no reality to to this vision of America's past well, I, th-
1: I would say that the big culprit in that instance is television and I think it says a lot that Frank Capra movies like are notoriously became huge on television back in the day
0: yeah like I was telling you uh, I think before the show even like I watched It's a Wonderful Life and what what the fuck else what the, the fuck Mr. Smith Goes to Washington the first mm-hmm. time I watched those were on television
1: mm-hmm.
0: so, like you, you got a point there
1: Although Mr. Smith is, like, one of those movies where it's, like, you really, like... At least for me, on some level, like, you want to believe the country can work that way, you know? hmm That the one guy doing the one speech can, like, get the corrupt guy to admit he was a corrupt bastard. <laughs> oh, Instead, no,
0: totally, yeah. And I don't even think there's anything inherently wrong with, like, finding joy and pleasure in that, you know?
1: No. Instead, uh, the Mitch McConnells of the world grow legion... But both Mister Deeds goes to town, and uh, Mister Smith goes to Washington. Both have moments where, like, he goes and looks at like the landmarks and shit. <laughs> He's like obsessed with going the to Grant's tomb and Mister Deeds, which isn't really in um, the Sandler Mister Deeds.
0: No, uh, there, there's this is not as big a point either. But I think kind of the wonder of Frank Capra movies too is even though they're very romanticized fantasies of reality. He imbues them with, like, little character choices. Like, there's a moment where uh, Mr. Deeds, like, slides down the railing of his new house. And there's, like, a statue at the end of it. And he just kind of, like, admires, like, what he just did. Like, haha! like, a little skip to a step. And just, as he's passing by, lightly taps the foot of the statue and goes about his day. It's not a huge thing. I just found it, like, very charming. And,
1: Meanwhile, like... uh, Adam Sandler does it. And he slips and falls on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Different strokes. So I, I guess, um, the other thing to point out is that Gary Cooper plays the original Longfellow Deeds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the strong, silent type.
0: And It's just it's so funny, the difference between the two.
1: I know. Well, here's the weird thing. What I didn't expect, because I, I had actually never seen Mr. Deeds before, um... Doing this um, What I didn't expect was that Longfellow Deeds is kind of a weirdo In <laughs> Mr. Deeds Goes to Town Like he is kind of like a country bumpkin type dude And he's kind of like not all there But he's not like he's like a good hearted guy But he's also just kind of a Like he's kind of a creep at times And there's a weird intensity to him You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: and I don't know if that's just because it's Gary Cooper, or if that was also, like, a direction choice. Like, I don't know, I, I
1: can't tell you that, but I can I can just tell you that it's there.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it totally but, is.
1: But the thing I did not expect was that Longfellow Deeds in the original will occasionally get violent and beat the shit out of people. <laughs> yeah. Which I could have sworn was like an Adam Sandler edition. <laughs> no nope, the, not, not only that, there's there's the scene where he goes out with Winona Ryder and he's he gets made fun of by a bunch of rich muckety mucks and they he goes, If she wasn't here, I'd beat the shit out of you and she goes, Oh, I don't mind, and he beats the shit out of him.
0: Yeah, and like
1: that scene... exact thing happens. <laughs> In the original, the exact same thing, where she goes, "Oh, I don't mind," and then he just punch. The only difference is in the Adam Sandler film, it's like comical, like fighting, and it ends with a fat opera singer shitting his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and the original, it's like, it's like a sudden moment of like real violence. Like those punches feel real <laughs> in the original. <laughs> It feels like if you were there actually in that moment, you know, <laughs> like you suddenly yeah, yeah. just see a dude just punch another human being.
0: <laughs> and God, I, I, I should have brought this up earlier when we are talking about how cheap, uh, Mr. Deeds looks, because like,
1: I'm a, we probably won't
0: be able to talk about as much black and white, like photography in our other retrospectives just because of like oh, yeah. the, the topics at hand and stuff like that. Um, Mr. Deeds goes to town is like stunning. I think uh, I love the look of like old black and white film photography, and uh, there there's uh, an extended sequence where Longfellow Deeds and Babe are are wa- strolling around at night with like the fog and the lights, and it looks like some Casablanca shit. The way they're mm-hmm. staring at each other and like the soft light on their faces, and it I, it's so like romantic and beautiful.
1: I'll have and to take it... your word for it because I watched it on the Crackle streaming service oh. which might have the worst quality streaming of any service I've used ever in my life.
0: I am I have it on in the background again for this too and it yeah the quality's not great but um it it's fine on here. Uh you'd probably be doing yourself a disservice if you're interested.
1: Mine kept like dropping for whatever reason like Oh, okay, okay. Although a fun hack you can do, try to rewind it. You won't be able to, but then it will It'll stop commercials from happening. <laughs> so they tried to rewind a moment to be like, oh, what did they just say? And then it wouldn't let me, but then my I couldn't do anything. But then no more commercials played. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know.
0: That's so fucking weird. Good um... game,
1: Crackle. But, yeah, bringing it back to your point about the look of these films...
0: Yeah, and then uh, Mr. Deeds is just, like, it looks so cheap, and it's, it's so unfortunate. This
1: is honestly, I will say, the worst looking of the films we've watched so far.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, especially because I did not have nice things to say about Little Nikki, but just, like, I'm so, like, in awe of the extent of that production design <laughs> and, like, the clear, like, hard work on display. And then here, it's just, like we We yeah. had a free room it it totally reminded me of going overboard, but if they could afford more locations,
1: yeah, I think maybe he, they everyone at having Madison was humbled a little bit by how bad little Nikki did, maybe and yeah they tried to like play it safe a little bit. Yeah, but it still Uh, cost 50 fucking million dollars. I guess, yeah, but I I don't know. I don't know where the money's...
0: Moonlight cost a million dollars, and that's, like, one of the best-looking movies of, like, the decade. Yeah. Even with inflation, like, what?
1: But, you know, even as a kid, like, I noticed, like, tons of little shit in this that bugged me. Because here's a fun fact. I saw this movie in theaters. Whoa. This is my first Adam Sandler movie in theaters. And, um... I don't remember how this happened, but my grandmother took me to see it.
0: Wow. I
1: think she thought it was going to be Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Like, she, she, I think she understood it was a remake. I'm not saying she was, like, delusional. But I don't think she understood who, like, Adam Sandler was. Mm. And I think the cousins, my cousins also, like, talked her into doing it because I remember they came, too. And I just remember it being a weird film to see with my grandmother and but even as a kid there's like a scene in the beginning where like a guy takes a picture of him and then jumps off the roof with a parachute and the parachute comes up in a way that basically goes the guy clearly just jumped off a film set and then landed on a mat (laughs) because the 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 fucking parachute doesn't change at all (laughs) (laughs) and I noticed that as a child I'm talking about like nine years old (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Um
0: Yeah, no, I mean I I I'm in complete agreement with you. Uh it it's it's really, really disappointing to to see that it, that quality dip. I can't um, believe I just said that about an Adam Chandler film, but there you go.
1: <laughs> Well, uh let's talk about the cast, as you said, is really good. Um <laughs> An hour what, into this, yeah. Yeah. Um I think I think Winona Ryder really stole the film. But then the film went missing.
0: Is that a Norm McDonald joke? Uh,
1: yeah. No, Winona Ryder took the stand today. and Now the stand is missing. Oh. Because um, this is... I believe this was shot before but released after her big um, uh, scandal where she stole things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and
0: that kind of ends up like it fucks her career away, up, career, but it, it does yeah. mess it up for a minute there, huh?
1: Well, she's only kind of like just come back. Like yeah. there was there was a couple yeah. years before Stranger Things where she would pop up in like a supporting role in something, and you'd be like, yeah. "Oh, oh fuck God, yeah, she's
0: Winona one
1: I know, and and you'd be like, "Fuck yeah," and Winona Ryder's great. Like, when is she gonna come back? <laughs> And like it, there still hasn't really been that movie for her, but Stranger Things has kind of like helped.
0: Yeah, I mean, d- she's she's basically one of the like the the main stars of Stranger Things. Like mm. not like she is supporting, but like she basically headlines a lot of like the major plot stuff in that too, which is mm. which is cool.
1: And and to bring it back to not because I don't want to, uh, you know. Dunk on Winona Ryder too much. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's like I understand that what she when she did that, she was in like a very difficult emotional place and whatever. But also, I mean it's kind of cool <laughs> that she stole all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like.
0: I'm pro stealing.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also it's one of those things where I feel like if a you know, not to be ridiculous, but I feel like if a dude had got caught stealing just as much worth but maybe if it wasn't designer clothing there wouldn't have been as much hullabaloo about it.
0: Well, one, if it was a dude and
1: I should say rich Actually, you know what? No, that's kind of it. <laughs> I No, I think rich, famous white dude. Because if it had been a a, a poor black person <laughs> they would still be in prison.
0: Oh... Yeah. So
1: just there's um, the sliding scale of fairness.
0: Yeah, and like just considering how many like genuine scumbags in Hollywood still have like thriving careers, yeah, like and never like really miss a beat. Like, come on, like that was that's total like bullshit. That that, like,
1: yeah, it's was it's a, ridiculous. A big
0: bump in the road for her.
1: Um. Yeah. That's well, at least, but, yeah, no, least, she's...
0: I like her in this. I like her a lot um, in this actually. At least
1: Harvey Weinstein's going to prison.
0: Yeah. Fuck (laughs) them.
1: One man is going to teach high
0: society.
1: All right, baby, I'm ready for you. Oh, oh, my bad.
0: Some small town fun. (laughs) Am I out of safe? Hey, Mr. D.
1: Rich boy. (laughs) doesn't deserve this i would do anything to take back what i did to him i'm sorry all i heard was blah
0: blah blah i'm a dirty trans.
1: adam sandler
0: put some steam on it kid Ooh, that got you right in the throat huh mr d all right well matt where can the people find you
1: i'm at otn one at twitter.com
0: and you can follow me at the Diego Crespo on Twitter. Check out the oh, Waffle like, Press on YouTube, SoundCloud. Spotify, Crazy Eyes iTunes.
1: crashes the car at the end of the movie.
0: Oh yeah, but he's okay.
1: He's like, Don't worry. <laughs> he just he crashes like going a hundred straight into a tree. He's fine though.
0: Check out the Waffle Press on Patreon. Get we also didn't even talk about really. Alan
1: Cover. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about Jer- Jared Harris.
0: No, but I also didn't mention Peter Gallagher, who's great at playing an oh, yeah. asshole.
1: He is very good at being the asshole. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this movie. It's too many. We don't have time Can for that. Can we just talk, talk about how none of, those, none of those news scenes made any sense? Uh, no. Like, there's suddenly a f- the footage of the movie, which always bugs me.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, they make less sense than the way I'm about to end this episode.
1: Throwing cats out a window?
0: What? I got wicked bad cross-fight when I was in the scouts. Just whack my foot. Don't be nervous. Go ahead. Didn't feel it. Isn't that awesome? Go ahead. Enjoy the foot. I know you're starting to like it, aren't you? Oh!
1: You're sick! You're sick! Why would you do that to me? I'm just kidding, you fella. <laughs>